Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 176 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. All right, Carrick, we got ourselves a banging week. Got, got some great games that dropped. Um, Fallout beta. We got tons of news. We got so much to go over. So we thank everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Ham Radio Podcast. If you want to support the show further, head on over to the Patreon and you can... Lick a buck. Thank you. And uh, if you flick a buck, you can get early access on SoundCloud, along with access to our Discord and all this exciting stuff. Carrick also has a Patreon where he's doing tons of cool stuff, always interacting with his viewers. It's great stuff there. So be sure to check out both of those. And if you want to support the show and keep us on the air. Anyway, um, anything else for the intro? We're working on getting Yuri Lowenthal on. Uh, it's It's been tough because we had a date set, as I told you guys. It got canceled because Yuri had something going on. No problem. And then they gave us a different date, and then that date didn't work because that was, like, right around the same time as the beta for Fallout 76, so it just didn't pan out. So we're now scheduling a separate date, and once we actually have that set in stone and confirmed, we will announce it, but just know we are still working on that. And that's really all I've got for updates content-wise. It's just going to be a lot of Fallout beta for me and some reviews I'm working on um everything else yeah it's just it's that time of the year where we're playing a lot of games what about you Carrick? what are you working on man yeah i mean it's the same way it's like the red dead at some point as well as um Mm -hmm. as well as hitman 2 um i'll be covering that for sure and then a couple smaller indie titles i'm sort of just because of my back being fucked up i'm sort of like taking it a little easier than i normally would of course so I definitely somebody yesterday was like in one of the videos was like, why did Carrick stop doing reviews completely? I'm like, Jesus, dude, I just uh. did Lego. But it, it, people are so accustomed to that. But yeah, it's um, definitely Red Dead. Um, and then uh, there was one other one we were talking about. So Fallout, Red Dead, uh, Hitman. There was something else. I can't believe it. There's something else that comes out and I'm spacing Hero it. Academy. <laughs> Hero Soul Academy Caliber. we both have codes for, right? Yeah, because you you've got to cut. Co- yeah, yeah, that that one I'm going to try to cover as well. Because you're gonna, are you going to try to cover that? Yeah, yeah, I love that show. That'll way be one too much to, okay. to not cover. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually, um, we'll get into it in a little bit. But I on the launch of Red Dead, I played quite a bit of that just because my friends and I got it. And uh, Red mm-hmm. Dead, um, for before anyone freaks out, Red Dead's a game that I'm able just to kind of play at my own leisure for once. You know, it's like one of those tremendous games that comes out that I don't feel the pressure to make a ton of content on, and that I can just play whenever i want when i'm feeling it and like let me tell you what as a content creator that's a very rare occurrence especially for a game that good so i'm kind of reveling in that so that's that's why i've kind of waited to start i'm savoring the experience and all that stuff but yeah anyway we got a slew of news we got some impressions um i've actually made a video on my impressions but we're going to talk about a little bit more because there's been some developments with it um, and we haven't heard Carrick's thoughts on it, but the Fallout 76 beta. So you said you played a little bit of it, just a little? Very small Very amount. Very small yeah. amount. So, like, wh- yeah. what did you paint me in a picture in my head? What was your experience? You just uh, left the vault. It was like, eh. Yeah, and overall, honestly, I was looking at the technical stuff because it was a beta, and I'm not quite sure, like, you know, where everything was going to be and, mm-hmm. and how it was going to go. And... um I have to say, like, graphically, I was actually... Okay, so there were FPS issues ignoring that gotcha. for a second. Um, there was... I really liked the way it looked. So, like, 
yes, I get there were graph there were FPS issues, and that's something to worry about for sure. You definitely don't want that to happen. But I I like the lighting and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff really looked cool to me. Mm-hmm. I like the overall look of it. The way things moved was pretty okay. We were talking prior to the podcast. You know, some people had issues with what was it the walking or what have you. Really? You know, like it, the, there there was a weight to it. Were they saying? Uh, uh, no, I it was it was your comment about somebody on YouTube. I thought they said like walking simulator. And that it, feel, it oh, felt yeah, slow. Oh, yeah, it's a walking you, simulator. Yeah, because, like... Yeah, it's not, yeah. though. It's, it's, it's just BGS games have always had that, though. That, And I'm yeah. not excusing it, because even Red Dead's got no. it. Most open-world games, Odyssey, which just dropped, like, there's that point A to point B travel, or it's just... Yeah. You're in the world. So, yeah, and um, overall, I would say, that, you know, very, played very little, just sort of made sure it was working. Got some email this morning from them, too. I don't know what that's about. Uh, um, probably about the you know what it times is? I got that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's the only thing that actually, to be honest, sort of upset me because I was actually planning on trying the second one because of timing. I was right. like, oh, I'll jump into this one. And then seeing that like one hour or whatever the fuck that is, mm-hmm. that I have to admit actually sort of, you know, it didn't upset me like, oh man, I'm angry. But it was like, that was sort of my plan. And the, the short beta time definitely, right. unfortunately, fucks up my plan a bit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that that was the I, what I alluded to earlier for those who were listening. Um, you know, there had been some changes to the beta, primarily with the times. Bethesda had fully announced the times, which I'll get a schedule out on my phone now. But for now, actually, as people listen to the podcast, they would have already experienced the session. But they announced that Saturday was going to be five to seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and people were really concerned, I guess, because they were like, "Wait, you said four to eight hour sessions only." And then it changed out of nowhere. Um, some people were left feeling misled, but um, I think what folks aren't realizing is like Fallout 76 is kind of an early access game, and I don't say that in a good way, but yeah. with, with your save file carrying over and stuff, um, or, you know, let me get the whole schedule up. We got Saturday, which, like I said, would have already happened 5 to 7 Eastern. Then you got the next day. This is Xbox One only, by the way, 12 to 2. And the first PS4 PC beta, which also includes Xbox. After all these dates afterwards, also include Xbox. Um, 7 to 11, so that's a four-hour session. November 1st is going to be this uh, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then the 3rd is going to be 5 to 9 p.m. And then November 4th is seven hours at 2 to 9 p.m. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of time with this game, especially if you're an Xbox One owner. You can get in. Let me math real quick. You can get in. You have four on day one, two, eight, 12, 17, 21, 28 hours in the game before you actually pay your $60. If you're on Xbox One. If you're not, on Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, not, not, not too bad. Um, so that's why I was like telling people in my video, I was like, I think there's a little, I get why folks are upset. I was certainly like, hmm, we have to wait this long for the next session and it's only two hours. That sucks. But I said I felt like there was a little tunnel vision with that, you know, that, uh, you know, because I think I, I get it. Xbox One owners, they got something exclusive. They got something they're kind of excited about. And it's like, oh, it's just a, a little exclusive. You know, it's only yeah. eight hours. Yeah. But if you're Bethesda, do you, do you feel, because this was a point I raised, do you feel like as a business, they think to themselves, how much time do we want to let consumers have with our game before they decide okay i can cancel my pre-order like 28 hours that's kind of a do you think that's a that's a little gutsy almost yeah that that yeah i think that that's a a, a significant amount of time like even for a single player let alone a multiplayer Mm -hmm. game which you have questions on its longevity 
Right. So to me, I was actually pretty surprised by that, and I didn't actually do the math. I thought it was more like half of that. So, it, yeah, that's – I mean, it, it does seem that's like it's a on Xbox, long time. So take yeah, off, if it's on Xbox. About yeah, 20 sure. hours if you're on, on PS4 or PC. But, I mean, that's the thing is, like, that's – that for a multiplayer game, dude, like, that that's actually quite a bit of time, which I just – I guess it makes sense because we see a lot of multiplayer games going free to play now. And this is their version of saying we're not free to play, but, you know, we'll give mm-hmm. you a, a good amount of hours up front. So I like it, it but it, it is gutsy. Like, it's pretty ballsy to be in a good way, you know, to be obviously us, it shows man. some confidence and it benefits us. Five dollars and you get to play that much time. You can really, you know, so if someone's on the fence and they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, Fallout doesn't look like what I want it to be. I mean, you have to spend $5, get a code and you can really (laughs) figure out for yourself. Um, maybe that's part of their plan. They want folks to, to get in and have time with the game and, and really decide for themselves, which is, is good for us. Uh, it, it sucks that it's not free like most betas, right? Cause that, that kind of seemed to be the standard for a while. It was like, Oh, it's available to everybody. And it just gets the industry chatting about it. Um, I also, I also feel like there's a clashing with red dead, do you want to have all these beta hours going on during the weekend? Or do you want to put it in a short burst window where some folks who care about Fallout will say, all right, I can drop Red Dead for two hours and you know on the weekend on a Sunday and go play Fallout and see what's going on there and see if I'm still enjoying that as much even after what seems to be an amazing game by Rockstar. Are you asking me? I'm I'm, I'm saying it almost. <laughs> I'm oh, putting okay. it. I'm putting it out into the wind and seeing if you were confirming or denying said statements. Um, I think that the people I've talked to are who are interested in Fallout seventy six run in two particular patterns: mm-hmm. the people who aren't interested at all, and the people that are like are for sure getting it. And I think that Bethesda is doing a good job with this because what they're doing is they're saying that middle ground people the people who aren't for sure not getting it like where they're dead set against it that kind of gamer where you're like i fucking will not get it but maybe somebody out there who's thinking off the you know just tangentially about it and and this allows them to do that it also yes it offers something in the midst of the red dead you know it's like here's something free you can try it out um i think it's probably the Especially for any game going up against Red Dead, it's probably the best way to do it. Like yeah. it's it's one of the best ways to offer it because it is going against a title that, regardless of what people think when they get it and all that stuff, that is is the largest title in multiple years. And I, mm-hmm. I think that Bethesda is doing a pretty good job of just saying, "Yeah, pop on in if you want, check it out." And it benefits them, right? Because they're saying mm-hmm. it's for short burst tests, like. My, my assumption with this, which I, I'm not sure if it's entirely true, but I'm guessing they're like, we want to see what happens when we try to get a lot of people in in a short period of time is something along the lines of, you know, the the rush hour traffic yeah. for gaming. Like, yeah. oh, it's it's six to seven, you know, let a lot of people are signing in. Let's let's put it at a time frame where a lot of people are going to sign in for that short period of time and see if our servers mm-hmm. can handle it. Because that's one thing. Um when I played the game, you know, I, conf- I, I complained about its performance technically, but I really was impressed by the fact that the beta's servers didn't crash at all. You know, that's something that I wholeheartedly expected. I remember when I was waiting in my chair for the beta to start, a viewer tweeted at me. He's like, oh, man, I'm at work right now. You know, I, I really want to get home and play this. And I, I straight up said to him, I was like, don't hold your breath because I feel like these servers aren't going to last long. And I, I didn't get booted once. 
you know, the only time I, I skipped around was when it came to frame rate. You know, it wasn't like lag. It was frame rate. So um, I was I was impressed on that aspect. I, I, I really didn't expect that from Bethesda from their, their first, or Bethesda Game Studios from their first online game. I have to say, I thought I that would be the biggest issue with them. I don't even know if I expect it, like, from anybody, even somebody who's done fucking yeah. millions of games. Like, that's, it, it, I think overall that's a pretty uh, impressive like a pretty impressive thing to actually occur. So mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really check to see if anybody else got booted. I, we didn't in the small amount of time we played, right. but I didn't really, uh, you know, think of that. And going to be honest, I assumed that people were getting booted. Just, I just assumed. I'm that. sure. Like I assumed. Have, you know, yeah. Just. But it's funny you mentioned it. I didn't hear exactly. I didn't either. And I was in your Discord. And I, matter of fact, I think somebody was saying, can't remember who it was, but they were like, even in Australia with the shit internet that we know, you know, because Lone's been, you know, where he's talked about the shit internet, even they weren't getting booted. So hmm. it seems like it seems like it was a good test overall. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. And what I noticed was after the stress test, a lot of positivity came this game's way. And then after the beta, it's it's kind of been decided. And as someone who's very in on the Fallout community, I've seen how divisive it's become with, you know, the inclusion of four and there are people who just love four and and there are people who love new Vegas, which is a totally different game. Um, and then, and then fallout 76 is going to split that crowd up into even more fragments of people who are just, I love 76. It's what I wanted. Um, and, and that conversation will be interesting, but I feel like there's just been a decision that's been made. There are people who care about Fallout 76, and there are just people who don't and have moved on. And I think that's 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 great. You know, that's what it's supposed to be because usually what you see is the lingering conversation that will stick to Fallout for a decent amount of time. I feel, but not as long based on how the industry is developed, where they're gonna talk about like, oh, this this is what the game should have been. This is what the game yeah. could have been when it's it's simply just too late for it to be anything else than what the product is, and if someone likes it in its current form, then it's for them and that's it. Right. So yep. Yep. I think that, um, I think that's good for the industry that, that folks are willing to just be like, yep, yeah, we have different opinions. Let's just move on. Um, yeah, but I've given out my general impressions on the beta in a completely separate video. It's like 20 minutes long. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free to, uh, do you have anything else you want to say on the beta in general? Just, you, you tested out some of the, the performance, but Anything yeah, it was that... mostly performance shooting just to see, like, how it, th- like, was it Fallout 4, mm-hmm. like, co-op or multiplayer? You know, like, that's pretty much what I was doing, was just seeing, yeah. like, did it feel, because to me, that is honestly pretty much where it's going to succeed for me, personally. Right. Maybe not as a game, but for me, personally, that's sort of what I wanted. And I was messing around with that, and just sort of firing, then watching people play, and sort of seeing if people approached it like because because what i don't want maddie is i don't want fallout 76 the fucking leaping simulator where everybody's jumping in front of me and it's like that thing when you get into an online game and you're like oh here we yeah, go everyone's Every- everyone's like junk jumping around and joking it's yeah. circling yeah at the starting yeah. of a blackout uh fucking you know when or yeah. any of those battle royale games where people are like fucking running and yeah shooting and and just like, everyone's spamming uh, emotes and like dancing and stuff and you're like this yeah. is a online game <laughs> yeah this is an online game this is a test bed for human society <laughs> and i i personally feel like um this the slower feel of this game is actually at least for me more enticing and i like the way it overall felt um and certainly when i was watching people's videos it seemed like most people sort of did i know that you know there's some negativity around 
you know, how slow it moves. But I personally feel that that's actually a positive towards it, not a negative. Right. Right. I mean, I, I, it depends on what kind of gamer you are, because it's not like Red Dead where you can get up on your yes. horse and, and go where you need to in a little bit quicker fashion. Exactly. Like Fallout has notoriously, except for some of the older ones with the Highwayman, has been on foot. And so um, I, I get why some people have some discrepancy with the with the, the on foot travel and it being a little long. But um, the one issue I had initially out the gate was and it was because i think the the beta was launching so everyone was at the same point at the same time which was this is the the beginning of the adventure so everyone's mm-hmm. leaving the vault so you do leave the vault you don't see everyone jumping around too much like i saw one person standing there and i looked down a hill and one person was like looting it looked like and that was it um but like as i i roamed i consistently had encounters and encounters and encounters uh, a couple of people recognized me from my stream and were like smacking me around for for no reason while I was going through my menu. That was a little annoying. But as <laughs> as the this the stream carried on after that first like half hour, um, or rather no that first hour because then I went to Flatwoods, which was like loaded with players. So it was like eight people in the same room. Um, but after that, you could see everyone kind of took the experience and did what they wanted with it. And I had like one encounter throughout the rest mm-hmm. of it. It was just like a very it was a very uh, Fallout-ish experience. It was I, me and the world, and that was it. And mm-hmm. when I did hear shots and I did know it was a player, it did hit me a little bit like, oh, oh, that's someone else. But it, it wasn't right. like the, the sizzle way Bethesda sold it. Like, that had already kind of worn off of like, oh, it's another player. Oh, right. fuck, I'm going to go see what he's up to. It's that's like, I what I think's the best thing. It, yeah. it, it, because I personally feel that that's not the strength that they should actually be pushing. Yeah, because so. I mean... If I'm honest, I don't fucking care what that person's up to. It's not like exactly. the dark zone it, where I can just go up and shoot him. I have to initiate with him. He has to initiate back, it's, and he yep. can just block me if he doesn't want to. It's it's they, they need to have multiple servers, like a private one, of course, which that's not happening until 2019. And they need to have a server where it's just like all out. Yeah, you can you can shoot someone. They gave a date five. on that. They uh, yeah, they of- said they, yeah for. For private servers, they said nothing until November 2019, the earliest, a year after launch. Okay. Well, I mean, at least they talked about it. Yeah, and I was shocked because out of all companies, Bethesda put a date on something like way early, like early enough to piss people off where they're like, I got to wait a year to play the game in a private no server shit. with mods. They gave us data so early, I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Anyway, enough about Fallout. Let's move on over to Red Dead Redemption 2. So reviews dropped, and I gotta say, as expected, the vi- the game freaking killed it. I mean, it, it has 10s, 4.5 out of 5s, masterpieces written all over it. Uh, I, like I said in the beginning, have not had a chance to play it yet. Um, tomorrow... As I record this, that'll be Saturday. Will be the day I start Red Dead, um, and I'm very, very, very excited now because, um, like I said, it's it's for me. It's it's like I'm not a YouTuber with this game. It's mm-hmm. like I, you know, I wasn't sure because just because I, I respect it's a good product, but I was like, I'm not sure if this is gonna be a game for me. And then I'm like, you know, it's a fucking open world game. Of course, it's for me. And then I, like I hear these rave reviews on my on stuff that i really dig like character interaction storytelling dynamic encounters in the world and i'm like that's stuff i obsess over so mm-hmm. i'm really excited to, to dive in 
and really take it at my own pace. But you, my friend, have played. Uh, uh, how much have you played actually? I'm 40 plus hours now. For, I think I'm think I'm almost 50 hours now. How are you liking it? <laughs> so, it is. Um, you know, I'll just spoil my review and say I'm. You know, at least for now, unless something changes, most likely it'll be a buy. But I will say that somebody like yourself, I have a feeling. So it's something I saw on Metacritic, for example, today. So this is sort of just to give context to something. I, a lot of times, will go to see where reviews are and where user score is, right? On sale, and so we're mad about this, what have you. But also just, is there a discrepancy? Which you and I have felt right. before, where we're like, what the fuck is this? Even you and I have felt uh, towards each other with one or two games, but even more so with, like, a lot of other people. Where we're right. And I got to say, the one thing about this game you got to go into it and attempt to understand that it is not in any way, shape, or form improving on GTA V. It is. It is a skin of GTA V. And I mean that not in a bad way because I like GTA V. But the first time you're playing and they actually tell you that you can steal carriages and sell them at a place that is quite literally a copy of Los Santos Customs where you used to steal cars and sell them, it even does the same animation when you pull the horse in. Or when you, when you adjust cosmetics, the horse will bounce like the car did because it draws the model. And if you, were in, if you play GTA and switched out the rear headlights or taillights, right. it would actually go like, boo, 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 as the model. All that shit's there. So anybody who's played GTA V who thinks it's going to be gameplay-wise a shit ton better, you're going to be sorely disappointed. It's, so, okay. It is not... It is not. In fact, it's still got the spongy control of GTA V. And Colin Moriarty uh, hit on that pretty hard on his review. And I saw it on a couple others. The There is definitely some control issues with the game when it comes to responsiveness. Um, but story-wise, presentation-wise, environment-wise, yeah, it's up there. God of War, Spider-Man. For really? sure. Okay. Yeah. So, I... I don't want to focus too much on the negatives in the sense of making it a negative conversation, but I'm more so, I think everyone's curious when everyone was assuming Red Dead was going to be this masterpiece. It turns out to very much for most folks be that um, it's mm-hmm. being recommended all over the place. So that's the only reason why I am just trying to hit on or pick your brain rather on some of these, these negatives, because um, I think with these types of games, people are so excited for so many years. There is that like natural, I'm going to overlook this, you know, I guess, yeah, or how right. how bi- or rather, more realistically, how big of a deal is this in the scheme of things? That's my main question. Like, okay, yeah. the, the controls are a little eh. Um, we see some some things that are similar between two games, which is very common. There is that I always call it the DNA. You know, you know, yep. a Battlefield game. There is some shared DNA between Battlefield and Battlefront. Um, same thing with BGS, whether it's Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Right. There, there is that DNA yeah. that has a similar feel. So, um. My question would be, like, how much does that take away from the game here? Like, do you feel like because we're seeing what I, I think the, the best usage of terms would be reused assets to an extent, um, does that – do you feel that's damaging the product at all? Um, I feel that I, – I, I, I can just say I feel like I understand why the, the score, the user score on Metacritic is only 7.5. Like, I get that. I wow, do – I actually – so it's, it's 97 – for the main reviews, 7.5. And I'm sure some of them involve the crunch, right? I'm mm-hmm. absolutely sure some people rated it low because of that. Mm-hmm. But ignoring that and looking at some of them, I totally get it. 
how much it affects you is simply, I think, how much you go into it expecting something. So if you go into this expecting a great game, but you don't go like, I want every single thing fixed in GTA 5 or from GTA 5 that I didn't like, plus I wanted to do this and this, you probably will notice some issues, whether okay. it be the aiming, the sponginess, the control of the horses. Um, also, I do think that Colin hit it pretty well. He, he covered it sort of the same way I'm going to, that, yeah, I like it, but there's a lot of things people did ignore. For example, HDR is broken, and I didn't really see anybody mention that. Um, okay. It is broken, like legitimately actually broken in, its, in how it's working. Hmm. Um, also, super sampling on the PS4 Pro, for instance, Digital Foundry showed a video. Um, it actually makes it look worse than the PS4. Wow. So it, it, the way it does its super sampling, it, it mirages everything. So it looks insanely blurry on the Pro unless you turn that off. Gotcha. So there's, there's these things that I noticed people didn't really bring up that I will... Uh, the weightiness of the controls. There were certainly a lot of bugs. Uh, a lot of bugs. This is an open-world game, so I expect <laughs> Naturally. that. I just think when you go into it, you just have to... It's, it's, it is a new Rockstar game, but it's not like they're magically not making a video game that's Genesis and DNA, as you said, is from a title seven years ago or eight years ago. It is exactly that. As long as you're cool with that, you're going to be fine. But if you expect a Witcher 3 level of improvement. What I mean by that is look at Witcher 2 and yeah, Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah. You're like, the fuck? Because they're almost not even the, they're the same genre, but you get it. You it know, it takes it on a whole other level with traversal, yeah. world space, combat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. I think graphically, we, we, I think graphically it's easy to get caught up and then 10 hours, 20 hours in, it can be, it can feel front loaded because something looks graphically so impressive. I think as long as you go into this and know that it's not going to do those things, um, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine, and you'll like it. It's just, please be aware, because I personally don't want people to go into it and expect all these things, because those are the people I'm talking to in Discord who are not happy with it, and right. the, the ones who had that, oh, it's going to be improved, eight years of improvement. Not really. It's not really eight years of improvement, if that makes sense. It's just a sequel, and I think that's fine, but if you don't, you may end up having that speed bump where you're like, shit sort of seems janky here. And okay. um, it is. It is. Yeah, it, it, I mean, but it's also awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like with GTA Five, like, that was never – I noticed it. Like, for example, when you jump in a direction, it's just it, – it never felt clean. Like, yeah, if you right, wanted to right. jump onto something and, like, you just never felt like you had that control. And I noticed that kind of carried over into Red Dead um, when I was just watching, like, gameplay and stuff. But – yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I never had an issue with like the shooting or the controls as much with GTA. So for me, I feel like this isn't a huge deal. What I've wondered is, you know, when people start talking about these types of things, because I've noticed like it's peppered throughout, like, oh man, I have a lot of thoughts on Red Dead, some good, but there are some bad ones, or yeah, Red Dead's really not the game for me, or like you're you're raising like, hey, it's an awesome game. There is excellent traits here, of course, and, and they're they're like you said, some of the top out there in the last few years, yeah. but there are some negative ones. I'm curious to see how the conversation goes with the industry because there was so much buildup. And I mean, every time Rockstar tweeted a picture, someone, you know, there was hype, immense hype, you know, like you said, biggest game in so many years. Um, I'm, so I'm just curious to see how folks respond to like, Hey, this is, you know, a masterpiece, but I, how folk rather how folks respond to the fact that it is a game. Rockstar is not immune 
no matter how many years of development right. to those issues that hit every game at launch. Yeah, and um, I, I think that's one of the things when you look at a title like Red Dead. As long as you understand that, you're fine, mm -hmm. that they're a game developer just like anybody else. But I do feel that, unfortunately, there's a conversation that's going to come up. Um, because I like the game. I did have some issues. But I think that there's a conversation that's it's going to come up, and it's unfortunately probably never going to get answered. But one of the questions I think that's going to come up is, if the crunch time stories are real, if the developer crunch time amount is real, if, if these people reporting all of this extra work is real, then why is the game not an eight-year advancement? Hmm. And that's, that's a big dichotomy. Because if you say it's not real, then you're like, okay, makes sense. If you say it is real, and you say all this, all this crunch time, did it pay off then? And I don't mean did it pay off in a good game. But I mean, did it pay off in an evolution like a jump of that gaming. And I think that that's a question we're just going to see over maybe a couple months start to crop up. Okay. Where people, because we're going to talk about this in a second, another big game announced they had no crunch. And right. you, get this, you get this situation where I wasn't really involved in the crunch discussion other than with Same. you. Like, you, you know, we just were like, you know, we want right. it fixed, but you understand that it's going to happen. We certainly want things to be improved. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's such a big deal. I do feel that people are going to get 10, 20 hours in. They're going to start seeing these bumps. And then that question is going to crop up of, well, is this true? Because if they work these people to the bone in the ass assumption that they want to make a masterpiece, they didn't. Or, or they did make a masterpiece, but it's still got the same genetic issues all games have right now. What did we get out of those people? And uh, I think a lot of people who defended Crunch Time might look at it differently after this. I don't know if that's true. I just think that the discussion's probably going to pop up. Yeah, I think there's going to. I think this is a naturally. It's a game that's going to be uh, talked about for a while. Um, part of it, though, is that a big experience that is not at launch, Red Dead Online. You know, that could be part of that too. That, yeah. Yeah. So um, there, there's you want a me to lot. Talk about cool stuff in it. That's what I was going to say. We'll shift it to, to the cool stuff. You know, we just, I guess, want to always make sure we cover both sides of the story with these games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, neither one of us are going to... I'm just not going to lie to people and pretend something's better Well, yeah, than that's the is. thing. You know, I... You, like... I, I get that. I totally get there is always a willingness to... When, when a game seems to nail the presentation, the storytelling that Rockstar is doing here, there is that willingness to t sweep, all right, mm -hmm. whatever controls under yeah. the rug and stuff. But... I think that they should be talked about regardless. Like that's what I do in my review. I'm, you know, people go like my reviews have improved and I've noticed the reason for that is because anything I think of, I literally write down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And so every bit of data that I literally uh, acquire while playing the game just goes out there and people just appreciate having the information. So that's all we're doing here. I don't want folks to think that uh, we're, we're taking a dump on Red Dead for, yeah, because we're not. We're well, just exactly. Surfacing. And I personally believe the more data you know about these issues, the better you can attend, you know, jump in and people have right. the game so they can now, so they can certainly, you know, argue to their heart's content as well. If their experience is different, I mm -hmm. would say, wait until you played it for a while and see if that's changed. But there's, there's just amazing stuff when it comes to the game world overall and the characters. I think that um, I don't like Arthur as much as I liked um, what's John his name, Marston. John Marston. Um, it, I only because it's an RPG now, 
because you have choices, right? I like that. And I think I, I like it too. I think what it does though is they have to blank slate Arthur a little bit so that it makes sense. Because if they have Arthur talking about things too too heavily, then your choices might be impacted by that. If that makes sense. So if he in a cutscene is like, "I fucking hate killing hawks," and you see a hawk and you have a choice to kill it, you'll be like, "If I don't, am I role playing him anymore?" So they've they've they blank slated him a bit compared to John Marston, which I like and dislike. I see I see why it's done. I think I think it's actually writing's really good. Um, hmm. Characters are 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 really impressive overall in how they talk. No one repeats yet. And I'm, like I said, 45 to 55 hours in, I think it was 51. But nobody, nobody's, nobody repeats themselves, which is pretty crazy. And they so said that they had, that, like, so NPCs don't repeat themselves ever. And the way they did that, they did it two ways. One, they recorded whatever, 500,000 lines of dialogue. But they also have a computerized system that takes snippets of conversations and puts them together so that their responses can be done organically but also at the same time artificially in the fact that it's not a person recording it so you'll walk up to somebody and you can do the greeting right which everybody blew out of proportion i, I want to make sure people understand you're not fucking going up and talking to the dude about their life because that sort of got out of control where people are like you can hit the left bumper and you can talk to anybody you can but they only say one thing like, hey, what's and, up? Oh, it's not like sharing it's, stories. Right, right, right. And, and which is cool to me. It's still it's that's still a big jump technologically mixing those together. Mm. They don't repeat. The worlds look cool. When you go into locations, the the number of people is much higher. So in the original, you'd go into a saloon and there'd be like two fucking people in there. And you're all, this must be the shittiest saloon ever. Because there's the town is in the middle of nowhere and there's two people here. But in this game, you walk in, there's fucking somebody hammering. I mean the art, the art style and the animation is unbelievable. Let's Somebody's see. just hammering on the piano, and and people are like dancing and moving around and and talking and interacting. That is that is probably the biggest thing is the animation. The layers of animation is insane. I mean, it's b beyond anything else. That's for sure. Just little things that he does, how he moves, if he's tired versus not tired, if he's dirty and not dirty if he's if, like when he's carrying animals you can see the wounds continually in the animal and you, you actually you know get rated poorly if like you've shot too many times if you've killed the animal you wow. know if you've like overshot um all that stuff is great also you can shoot an animal it'll go off you have to catch up to it you have to basically kill it which is sort of hard to watch i'm I, i'll be honest as a hunter yeah. as a hunter even i was like mm, man because you just gut it you're like and you're like, it'll be okay, darling, is what the guy says. And he's got his big Bowie knife. And he's like, that right, yeah. right in the heart. And you're like, okay. And then he skins it. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, you can see all that shit. And it is, uh, the first time I skinned a rabbit. So with the other animals you cut, but a rabbit, you fucking grab it. And you go, <laughs> and you just tear its flesh off. And I was like, PETA's going to have a fucking shit storm over that part. But. I it's all those attention, all those bits of attention to detail. Landscape is incredible. Like you'll go in, and the landscape has a subtlety to it. A lot of games will be like grass, fence, uh, city, and there's not a big there's not a big variation there. It's just instant. It's like a line drawn in the sand. Here, there's little spots of civilization. You see houses that might have like being built, that kind of stuff. And then as you get closer and closer to a city, you see more and more. It's not so isolated like a lot of games. Hmm. Where it's like city, 
and then nothing, and then city, and then nothing. And uh, weather, I would have to say, is probably one of the best elements of the game that I've ever seen. Like thunder and lightning is the first time. Snow deformation, we all saw, oh, but yeah. thunder and lightning, thunder and lightning blow that away, I think. The first time you hear thunder, it will make you think your, sp your speakers are fucked up. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, what is happening? Because it was just this Sounds low real. rumble. Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't figure out what I, because I have these monitors here, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I looked up, and I saw a lightning strike. I'm like, oh, it's thunder, because it is so, I mean, it's visceral. It's like their, their audio is, is quite at a high level, I would say, and the mixing can get quite loud. I do know I saw some people complaining about that, because this isn't GTA, where you're in the city all the time, so you hear your car, right? Your car's going, right, right, right. So you get this audio level. This isn't like that. So you'll be riding and you'll crank up the audio because you can't hear anything. Because you just the horse, right? Just like clump, clump. You hear an owl, you hear some music. But then you get into a town and that first time a gunshot goes off, like I saw a lot of complaints today where people were trying to sort of find the right mixing. And that's not a complaint about the game. That's just because we've become so accustomed to, to this envelope of noise right. and it's not really there in this game so so be prepared it's the first time that fucking shotgun went off i almost shit myself and i was <laughs> the one shooting it and i was just like Boo! and it was the most i mean there was so much volume in that one gunshot <laughs> but uh yeah that was crazy and little shit dude like you can outfit every weapon to your heart's content you can fucking varnish handles you can put all kinds of material on them. You can you can increase uh, the range of a gun with putting rifling in it. Like every item is insanely customizable. Wow, now, that's something yeah. I didn't expect. Okay, so see that's the thing is like I paid attention to the trailers and some of the conversation around the game, but like there's some things that I just I didn't even know about with this title. Like you yeah. said, like the choice and consequence. I'm like that's that's cool. Like I knew there'd be some decisions because the honor system's back, but I didn't think it. Obviously, I don't think it's like a full-on RPG, or is it? Right. You know, it it, it well, okay. If if we consider RPGs that you have to have like a skill to raise, I'm just talking like you make a choice. Mm. Okay, so if you're just talking about make a choice, absolutely. Be, uh, there's it is an RPG for sure when it comes to that. When right. it comes to skills, there aren't, or when it comes to like hit points or dexterity yeah, you and don't shit, level up and shit. They don't have those, but they do have perks. And those oh. perks can adjust things that hmm. you get as you find talismans around the world. So in a way, it's not the same way as like, I'm going to kill this guy a hundred times, which is going to increase my killing skill. It doesn't do that. <laughs> well said. But it, it does have a large number of, of, of things that can be attached to your character or changes. I will say the survival system, going to just be brutally honest here, I think it does not have a place in the game. And I think that it's so ignorable that it makes no sense to put it in there because when you do something like eat um, because you know, and you haven't for a while or you drink or you clean your gun, the difference is not dramatic enough to make it, – it's almost like you meander between going, do I want to waste 30 seconds to watch an animation mm -hmm. or do I care that I'm doing .00001% less damage? And I, I will say that that's one thing that I don't right. think is is metered right. Reminds me of or, how or, I feel with Fallout. Uh, they have like more survival mechanics in '76, mm -hmm. and like they're just there. Like they're yeah. it's so easy yeah. to handle too. And it's like, do I do I want to go get food now or I'll last? I'll get it later. You know, it's it's not harsh enough, which is a hard balance to strike. But it's very hard. Yeah. yeah. 
with both Very these hard. games, I guess they they need that. So I I can get what you're coming where you're coming from with that, even though I haven't played Red Dead. Um, it's also massive. I will say that, like, dude, it's the biggest. When you're playing it, man, bigger than like Odyssey. Maddie. D- yeah, well, it feels like it. It really does because Odyssey you could fast travel. So that is one thing I will warn people: fast travel's been completely changed in this version. Hmm. So in the original, you could camp and fast travel. Here. You have a very odd upgrade you can buy. And what it allows is for fast travel away from your camp, but returning to it, you don't have fast travel. Hmm. And that's odd because sometimes that's what you want to do more, right? Like going someplace, I could do trains, I could do stagecoaches, those are all in the game. But getting back is what you may need to do. Let's say you got a bounty and you want to go put a disguise on because you don't have enough money to pay the, the, the bounty, but you have, a, you, you have the ability to shave and do different hairdos back at your right. camp. To get back to the camp, there's no fast travel option. Hmm. So you have to ride your horse, which unfortunately is where the bounty hunters will catch you. So there's a, it, it's odd. I will say that. I saw some reviewers hitting on it, and I was like, well, I'll check it out. And I really do see why people are like, it didn't make sense to change, uh, especially because the world's huge. The world right. is so big that I do think that some people are going to feel like it's Dragon's Dogma, where oh, there's, there's a fast travel option, but people sometimes just sort of miss it. Um, also, it's complex as fuck, Maddie. Like, dude, <laughs> really? that, game, that game is like, hit this button, hold this button, tap this button to do something. It's and you're fighter. like... It is like a fighter. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> Dragon Ball, right? And, and, then, and then, no lie, you're running while shooting, while calling your horse, which requires the same thumb. So I've been playing before and literally reached across and hit the directional pad because I was so I was in the middle of this and I needed a horse for a quick getaway and I was getting shot. But it's the same thumb as moving around. So you're just like, and so I was all, and hit it with the other hand because this thumb just didn't have enough time. And it was, it was, it's complicated. And there's a ton of tutorials. So like tutorial pop up, 16 hours into the game, I think, was the last time I saw a tutorial. That's crazy. So, yeah, actually 30 hours because something big happens. And a true tutorial. Like, it pops up, and then you have to go into an, a menu, read, go, okay, I think I understand the system in place, um, which is not a ding against it. Just be prepared. Just uh, wow. it, 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 it is more than I, than I expected. Jeez. I will say that. There were times where I was like, ah, fucking, what button combo do I hit? Hold no lie, Maddie. There's three uses for one of the directional pads on the digital, where it's like double tap, hold, or tap. All three oh. do completely separate things. So while you're playing, you're like, um, inventory is hold, yeah, I think, and okay. you hold, and then it does something else. So, so that's gonna be the type of game that's hard to like. If you want to switch between two games, like you're gonna come back to Red Dead each oh. time and be like, oh fuck, what was yeah. it again? <laughs> I do think that'll be hard. Yeah, switching switching items you get the ability to have multiple guns later right. on uh two handguns um switching those um the game does not save so i don't know if you remember this but in gta and i think this happens in fallout no it doesn't happen in fallout in fallout if a guy dies there's stuff even if, even though it might not be the same stuff they were shooting you with it'll stay there for a while but in gta or in this game it doesn't so you'll get like you'll kill a guy in a house and you're like my horse has an inventory and i only have the spot for one gun but i want this guy's gun so what do i do you have to trade out your guns so i'm like okay i'm gonna run to my horse i'm gonna drop my gun off and i'm gonna go back inside and grab his gun makes sense that's what most people would think the game deletes the gun 
<laughs> and gosh. everybody in my Discord was freaking out. They they were all like, "What the fuck? I can't get this gun." And I'm like, "Yeah, that happens all the time." So like, you'll go around a corner. If you drop something, and you even if you turn away and look back, there is a very high chance that item will be gone. And so do not drop shit. Like whistle for your horse. You know, do shit like that. You know, go to the door, half open it, whistle for the horse, and see if you can like. You know, get into the inventory because if you let that door shut or if you get too far away from something, whatever it is that's on the ground that you've dropped just goes away. Wow. Um, that's just, I think, the memory footprint of the game. So I don't really count it as a bug. Once you or once you know what's happening, you can sort of, you know, Work prepare around it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Looks like I got a pretty big adventure ahead of me. Yeah, dude, it's going to take you forever, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you saw, but like some people beat it in 40 one person beat it in like 70 and then another person hadn't beat it and they were i think they're right now i saw them on twitch or twitter i think they're like 85 hours they haven't beat it so it's one of those games right, right. like how much you want to engage with it right well i'm looking forward to that we'd love to hear from you guys on what you feel about red dead but uh there's another game there's another game that we gotta talk about real rpg i'm just kidding but uh one that I am I am super passionate about, and we just had to talk about it. So it was confirmed this week that Vampire is coming to the Switch, hence why uh, the, the centerpiece of our overlay, character you haven't seen it, but it says, buy a Switch, oh. and it's got a picture of Vampire. Um, just because I, I think this game is, is so fantastic. I, I love it to death. And Switch is just like, we, we were talking about it briefly before the show, you know, it's becoming that little console that's just given second lives all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Vampire was a game that, I think they said at 500,000 copies sold, it's a success. Uh, One million, they'll do a sequel. So I'm assuming that the Switch will be what maybe gets over the hump. Because we already knew it it surpassed its 500,000 mark. So the game was successful, it was profitable for the company, and that's great news. Um, But I'm guessing this is their goal to try to get to hit a million and some sales, put it on Switch, give it some legs. Um, Did you expect this to be a game that, came the switch though no but that's only technically for the technical that's reasons. what i was thinking because, yeah yeah it, it didn't run the best um at times uh, you know when it first came out I, I think a lot of that's been patched but i think it does a lot it does a lot i mean there's a lot going on there's a lot of cool graphics so i think i was not expecting that when when i saw it pop up in the news i was like oh okay like like that's but the thing is is hasn't that been happening a lot to us lately where we look at the news and it's like, blah, 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 game's coming. You're like, right. oh. So, in a way, that's very cool to, to not expect it and have it be happening. Yeah, I mean, they, they for example, the, the Hero Academy game I was talking about earlier in the show, like, that, that launched on Switch along with all the other consoles. Like, it's becoming one of those systems. And, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, just absolutely fantastic for it. Uh, I'm trying to see if they have a... Revealed through a Focus Home Interactive earnings report, it looks like the success of Vampire on current platforms has given the publisher reason to bring Donut's title to the Nintendo handheld console hybrid. In Q3, the group will continue to maximize the potential of the Vampire license, the report notes. After the game's impressive success on the PC, Xbox One, and PS4, it will be Nintendo Switch's turn to welcome Donut's title to an even wider audience. The report doesn't clarify if Q3 is in regards to 2018 or 19, though a fiscal third quarter typically ends in september so 2019 is a likely bet so do you think 
that sounds like a right a right place for it to to be dropping. You know, a year later almost, give it give it a second wind because the game originally dropped in June around a time and it found success, but around a time where there was a lot of conversation on E3, and then like yeah. the week after it, it it was just kind of out of the cycle. Yeah, I think that overall that's probably the best place to release it just because of what we know is going to happen you know, next year with all of those titles that are coming out. Uh, so I think that overall that's a good idea. I will say that I hope they do a good job of marketing it in a way that makes you understand why you would, one, return to it, or two, buy it you know, new and jump in. Because I don't know if Vampire is the first game you or I would think of for a mobile system. Definitely like, not. would, would Definitely we go, not. oh, mobile system, Vampire, makes perfect sense. So yeah. that's the one thing I sort of want to see what they sell. Do they, do they sell it as the visual st- or as the story version? Remember, because mm-hmm. they patched it. Right. They patched in the story version. Do they sell that maybe and say, you've got this massive multiple hour vampire story, but you can also do the combat and stuff. But, you know, do they sort of, I wonder if they hinge on that. I don't know. But. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'll hinge itself on like one of the few that, that I can think of M-rated storytelling games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I think that'll kind of lend itself some uh, some popularity. I think you know. I I think of people walking into the store and seeing it on the shelf for a Nintendo console, and that just it has a different product image at that point when you look at it versus when you see it on the ps4 you're like whatever you know it's a, it's a vampire game cool xbox whatever but like when you see that type of darkness attached mm-hmm. to a nintendo product i feel it's more eye-catching uh, will be enough to propel it no i i you know i feel like it'll ship a hundred thousand units tops right and that might be honestly being generous you know i think fifty thousand is more reasonable yeah um, so do i but, uh, you know, it's still, it's good to know the product has made so much money that they're like, let's put this on Switch. Let's give it some more legs. Let's see if we can make some more money on the license. Um, the fact that that Don't Not or uh, that Focus Home referred to it as an impressive success, do you think that means we're going to get a sequel for this game? So they said 500000 and then a million for a sequel. They, mm-hmm. I... I personally believe they were probably aiming for a million. They haven't got they haven't got it, but a sequel still be made just because like whoever is out there bankrolling them looked and go- went. Obviously, maybe you didn't hit this you know particular number, but you came close enough. So I personally feel that there probably will be. I will say that how you go about that with this current story is another matter. Entirely. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it, without spoiling anything, that's... The real question is, do you call something Vampire 2, and then is it like Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah, <laughs> Where it's pre- yeah like there's, I was there's some things that. that, or tell a story in the same universe from a different perspective, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because um, the game didn't have poor tech. You know, it, it could have used, like, more of a... <clears throat> like, the conversation system was brilliant. I always I always say that's, like, the most highly touted feature in that game, but Mm-hmm. Like if they did a couple camera angle changes while conversation was going on, to instead of you just staring at subtitles or staring at a character's face, like more animation, that's stuff I'd really, really want to see in the sequel. But oh man, yeah. I hope to God they don't change any of the writers because they did such a good freaking job with that game. 
Um, I know one thing people did take issue with, though, was it was about the number of people who you killed, not the actual people you killed when it accounted for the ending. So right. there were, like, really a number of four endings based off, like, you, you killed no one. You killed, like, a person. You yeah. you killed a couple of people or you killed a lot of people. Um, and so that's where I would like to see some changes, too. Just more more end states. You know, that that would be great, especially after playing a game like The Witcher Tales, where, you know, it really just accounts for all the shit you do. It's, it feels great to, to play a game and do that and, and, and see it ripple throughout the story, like, immediate and down the right. line. I know it's a little bit easier with the card game. Not a little bit. It's probably a lot a bit easier than the with a card game. But uh, the, the, these are little steps in the right direction I'd like to see. Uh, don't Nod, right? Yeah, Don't Nod made it. Uh, yeah. Take Vampiren. Uh, I also, man, I, I I don't know how they would do it, what they would do, but their their ability to show a reflection of the world changing around you um, was fairly subtle in that game, but it, enough that you noticed it. So, like, if you if people escaped an area, they all just said, "Fuck it, we're leaving." Then not only would some of them be gone and like boarded, you know, buildings would be boarded up, but additionally, you you could go into that area and occasionally find like somebody who got left behind, find out the story about them. There mm-hmm. were bad guys actually that occasionally would have been good guys, but they were bad guys because the area they were in went bad. That kind of stuff, I man, if they can nail that again, I'm all over it. Like, that would... I, I loved that about that game. It always felt like, even though it wasn't subtle, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't that it was subtle. It was, it was not very, very... You sort of knew what was going to happen. But the, the the storytelling for, like... I can't remember their term. There's a term for the guys left behind. Yeah, they they tell you on the... Not, like, on the map, like, hey, here, right here, but, like, there'd be, like, Yeah, a it's like, go mark, here to invest... It, yeah, it but what, was, like, what were they called? Like, remnants like or something? Some, they'd be, like, something changed or... Yeah, and like, you would go there, and then this story, this mini story would mm-hmm. pop up. And I, I still remember the first one I went back to. They were like, go here to find out where so-and-so, what, what's happened with so-and-so, who I dealt with. And they were, at that time, a werewolf. And I was just like, the fuck? Yeah, in, uh, in the morgue, right? Uh, this was not the morgue. This was oh. on the um, big, long extension bridge between oh. the two places. Yeah. There was a guy up there who was like a bad guy then, at, at that point, had become a bad guy. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I never yeah. expected him to be a bad guy, but he had turned, he had been attacked when, when he couldn't leave with everybody. Yeah, I thought my, that was just amazing. Mine was, I, I killed this girl's boyfriend. The place mm-hmm. had gotten so depressing that she had left. She had joined the faction, I can't remember the name right now, who, who go out and hunt okay. uh, vampires and werewolves. And she ambushed me on the streets when I was leaving oh, gotcha. for another mission. And, and she was like, I was level 22, she was level 40. And I was like, oh, shit, like, she's she's kitted out. Yeah, she she was a tough fight. So that's the thing, man. I could go on with Vampire because there are just so many cool moments yep. and interactions. Uh, there is that real choice and consequence, and it feels great. It feels like you're really in charge of the experience, and I, I, I cannot suggest that game enough. Um, it was recently on a pretty big sale on Xbox. I saw it when I was going to download the Fallout beta. I mm-hmm. think it was it was on a discount of it was at like twenty five bucks or or thirty dollars, which is more than more than worth it. Uh, one yeah. of our patrons, uh, Toft, had actually just started Vampire last night when Red Dead had dropped, and I was like, "Great choice, <laughs> you know." Yeah, so great I said, Red, "Red Dead's great, uh, but but so is Vampire." Not saying they're on the same level, but Vampire will absolutely, if you love role playing games, tickle a fancy that 
you know, because it's got the the action combat, which usually there's a sacrifice somewhere. Like you're gonna get those choices, but maybe you got the top down combat, which doesn't feel as involved. Or you'll have the more involved combat, like a um, we'll say in Andromeda, really really smooth, good feeling combat, but this the story choices just aren't there, and what is there is is very thin and offers nothing for the player really. So. Yeah, man, Vampires on the Switch. Get yourself a Switch if you haven't, or get the game on a discount. Support a great company and a great game, and a, a, really a company that does original ideas between Life is Strange and yeah. Vampire. You know, don't don't not really goes in on trying to to make some some different stuff. They they kind of chase so. a cool idea. Anyway, apologies for my loud dog. As we move on to the next. Topic, which, as my dogs bark right when you say dogs yeah, yeah look at that Sorry man that. the dogs are just going wild um so let's talk about tomb raider i'm gonna i'm gonna kickstart this and hopefully pass it off onto you while my dog just quiets down so tomb raider is the second best selling entry the one that dropped uh this shadow of tomb raider that just dropped this month second best selling in the entire series which we kind of sold this short so you surprised by this yeah, but I mean, I I liked it. There were some definite issues. I but I wasn't expect. I didn't really hear a lot of people talking about it. You know, like there wasn't the the. You, you sort of get that low murmur of sound in like your Discord or on your Twitter, and I didn't get those, so I didn't know how it had sold. I did hear internally that it had sold really well, but I was trying to figure out what really well meant, and like what it meant compared to the past games, but also just like right now and these stupid people and how they do their financials, which seem to be fucked up. But no, it did really well. I mean, I would say in that way, it's just surprising because I didn't get that feedback from others like I have in the past with, um, like Rise. Rise, everybody was talking about. I personally feel like. It felt like more people were talking about Rise than ever yeah. talked about Shadow. Yeah, they said it sold. It definitely sold better than that. It said, they said the yeah, only... crazy. I think only entry that sold better than it was the first one. Yeah. And it's weird yeah. because we, we talked weird. about how there wasn't much promotion. It's launching mm-hmm. your Spider-Man. Um, there's people excited for Red Dead. There's also Assassin's Creed, Fallout beta. I, I mean, there felt like there was something for everybody. Tomb Raider had a big issue with its exclusivity with Microsoft when it last launched. And then the movie, it was like, was it trending in the right direction or not? New developer working on it, too what was going to happen with this. And so, yeah, I agree. When I had heard it did well, I was like, okay, but in, to what standards? And it seems like yeah. it sold well. Like, it did, it performed well. It hit, uh, I was looking, and in a month where all those games released, um, along with, like, an NBA game, I, I think a FIFA mm-hmm. game, you know, like, big sports games that just annually bring in tons of sales. Um, it also, it hit number five, I think, on, on a top ten chart, which... Yeah, it's bad. higher than I would have thought, to be honest. And yeah. I, again, I, I liked it. I mean, there were some issues, but I, I just... I mean, I don't know sometimes, too, if the word of mouth came out of little things that they had done, quality of uh, of life enhancements, like the ability to turn the exploration color off. Mm-hmm. So you had to find the cliffs yourself. That could have been something that there was an undercurrent somewhere that you know you just don't hear about where people are like oh hey finally a game that's done that and i don't see pigeon poop everywhere and i know exactly where to climb <laughs> well so maybe well yeah said. maybe they jumped into that and um i i think that maybe the guys and gals who who like tomb raider maybe they're just not as vocal 
right now because there's just so much other stuff, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I've and seen. I've they seen, may just not be able to bring it up. What What has happened is I've seen people pick like the original Tomb Raider models and and then repost screenshots of scenes from the game mm-hmm. where like the, you know when the the tiger whose mouth is covered in blood or whatever is like face to face with Lara and she yeah and, and people are reposting that scene except it's like a blank faced like early 90s or whatever laura oh laura yeah Yeah. and so it it was it was it was funny you know and and so that that was like a picture i'd seen cycling around so i feel like that got the game some type of attention at least uh but but i feel like there's sometimes there's these games man that there isn't a science behind it you know there's not this uh here's why you know i feel like it just did well and I feel like because you mentioned like oh you know there's there's a part of an audience that maybe wanted less hand holding. I feel like the game offered mm-hmm. more if you changed the difficulties properly. If you did, mm-hmm. and so but I, it offered that. Yeah, I think it I offered think so many options where if your average Joe went into GameStop, hey, I'm looking for an action adventure game. Oh, Shadow, and then just tell them about the. Oh, I don't really like puzzles. Oh, you can change the difficulty. Yep. Yeah, but I you know I'm more of a shooter guy. Oh, you can turn that one up though. And it's just like, oh, shit, well, yeah, yeah why not then? Because um, I, I liked the game. I rated it as a, a way for a small sale. But I, I liked it because I found Lara really interesting as a character, really the, o- the only interesting character in that story, um, primarily because she was very flawed. And a lot of people hit on that as in she's not a good character. And I was like, this is more humanizing to me because – right. She made mistakes, and she is stubborn, and yet it can be a little frustrating to watch, but that is watching, at times, someone grow. And by the end of the story, she has grown, but, like, there are growing pains, and I I really appreciated that as a character. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it really, really vibes with me well. It was, like, the biggest takeaway I had with the game, outside of, like, you don't really shoot anybody for 10 hours in this game. It's all just walking around, talking puzzles, questing. There's far less combat in that game. Yeah. Maybe that's far it. Less. Maybe that's it. Oh, I think it could be because, remember, there's a classic Tomb Raider fan out there who liked one, but it, it was still a little gun shooty. Rise was definitely, Guns. I think, people would – it was the Michael Bay, Bay version. Even though I loved Rise, I can certainly see why somebody who's a fan of old-style, you know, Laura and Tomb Raider might go, hmm. But then all of a sudden, you have a game that looks like Uncharted, maybe not as good, but looks looks good, looks like that style of game, but is more about, you know, where to go and what to do, and they bought into it. There are some set pieces, though, in that game that are just, like, holy crap epic, but also just there's so much shit going like, on. Like, which ones did you like? I really liked the opening one. First of all, where you're in the running festival? away, yeah, where you're running away from like the, the tsunami. I oh, thought, oh, gotcha. Okay, I yeah. thought that was really, really captivating. Like it was a tone setter. Laura got emotional, like screaming at her best friend. Like it really just set it for me, where I was like, I'm, I'm invested now. Like I'm in. Um, and then I really liked, uh, without spoiling it, the part at the oil rig, which kind of rises from the water. I was like, that was. That was a great shot. The game had some some really good choreography at times where I was like, oh shit, you know, they the angles that they're using, they're they're building this sense of epicness, but you know, the only cheesy part was like 
once again, this isn't spoiling anything, but she like comes out of the water and she's like intimidatingly walking towards these enemies and they're holding AKs and they're like, oh, oh, and they're like falling and shooting, but their aim is just so off. And I'm like, she'd be dead 20 times over right there. Yeah. yeah even by the most just absolutely inane shooter. But uh, um, I, for me, I did find the little, uh, in, especially in the first like one half of the game, the little forested city that you go to. And, and sort of deal with the outlaws. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I can't pronounce it. I'm sure it's something I think that's like what that. It's called. But I, I, I liked that. I think that um, you get that middle ground between a Red Dead 2 where it's like there's so much interaction and so many, you know, weird little things where that game was sort of like not boring, but there was some mm-hmm. stuff going on. And that worked pretty well. I also think that the game helped a lot by having the, the store owners. Um, I think oh, the yeah. ability to sell and buy and sell stuff did help. Because it adjusted the way a gamer plays, so you don't have to worry. Like, if you don't want to worry so much about survival, there's ways around which I true, like. True, true, Yeah, man, I mean, I'm glad for, for the team that it's doing well because I, I enjoyed the game. I was happy I, I reviewed it. And, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with Tomb Raider. It's succeeding. And we mentioned this last story ever so briefly when we were we were kind of, like, touching on Crunch. And, and Carrick and I have kind of stayed quiet on this topic me, I don't want to speak for Carrick, but me more so because I've been vocal about in the past. Like some people are like, "You're just reacting to to because it's Rockstar," and I'm like, "No, I I remember I remember being really vocal when it happened with Rise Son of Rome, and like that was my first time as I was entering the industry hearing about it and being like, "Fuck that!" Like that no no one should have to work that much overtime, and that was a huge issue with Crytek, I believe, for a while. Mm-hmm. Was people talking about Crunch and and Crunch has been very much you know a part of the industry, and I was reading folks responses to it um someone had said like uh i think someone from rockstar had come into a classroom and said like you have to be okay with working 78 80 hour weeks at times in the industry and that was enough for a lot of people just to walk out and say like no it's not for me um so we learned through a story on gameindustry.biz that one of the biggest titles of this year one of the most successful ones assassin's creed odyssey was built without, quote, massive crunch, end quote. Now, one thing I do want to keep in mind is I, I feel like when these comments come out from opposing companies that, that clearly compete yeah. with Rockstar, you have to wonder yeah. how much they're piggybacking off the, the fuck Rockstar train, right? Right. Now, But I have to say, I admire some of the transparency in this interview um, that's, that's very brief, which I'll point out when we get there. Um, so... The sprawling wilderness of ancient... Oh, sorry, I should should source this. Gameindustry.biz by James Batchelor. The sprawling wilderness of ancient Greece in the latest Assassin's Creed was achieved without working excessive hours. That's according to studio bosses at developer Ubisoft Quebec, who spoke to Gamma Sutra about how they managed to avoid overworking its staff while working on its best-selling open-world title. Quote, while we can always do better, I can tell you on, hand on heart that Assassin's Creed Odyssey hasn't required a massive crunch. Like maybe some of the AAAs from five or ten years ago, the studio's MD Patrick Klaus told the site. Quote, we can still always do better, but we have managed pretty well to succeed in delivering a game of huge magnitude, which is hitting a good quality level while making sure that our team are not burnt out and disgusted with working on games. We collectively on uh, wait, hold on, let me read that. We collectively on the management team 
think that it is a false economy to burn out our teams. We risk losing them or we risk disengaging them, and we will simply not get the best out of those talents if we're forcing them to work insane hours in crunch. We've got some ways to go, but I'm feeling good about what we have achieved. And so then they go on to talk about Red Dead and um, 100-hour work weeks and, and how it all ties together. But um, I, I thought that it was really interesting that you know he was trying to backpedal on like hey the game's not perfect we know that we know there's some flaws there we're not saying that we're tooting our own horn pretty much but we didn't crunch to make what is you know a huge game when you were talking about red dead size i was like oh is it as big as assassin's creed like i think that's a testament to just how enormous that title is because we're talking about them in the same breath but yeah exactly (laughs) you know i really like that piece um i feel it's it's Something that I do need further the topic itself, I need further education on. You know, a lot of people called it to, uh, I've seen unionize the games industry to, to cut these insane hours to, to make sure that there are benefits and all that stuff. Um, that's stuff that I personally would have to learn more about. But it, it, for me, I, I would love for these, you know, because at the end of the day, my stance is, you know, if it means these developers, if the game suffers a little bit because these developers get to go home to their family, live a normal life then so be it. You know, I, I, I am all for great games, but so fucking be it. I do not care, man, because as someone who has, I've shared my story before, I have struggled mentally, and, and burnout is a huge contributor to that, and if that is not managed, it can just be your internal demise. So for me, man, like, I got to say, if, if, if there is any way to make sure that these developers just work consistent, like a 9 to 5 or whatever, and then, boom, they're going home, if they can just do that, that'd be great. Or whatever reasonable hours would be considered for a games industry. But where do, where do you stand on this story and where the industry's trending? Um, I think overall, one of the things we're in right now too, Maddie, is that it used to be cool to say you worked a ton. Not to be rude. Like that was a generational thing. It used to be amazing for people to say, I worked a 60-hour work week. I ate pizza at my desk and I programmed Bardstale, what have you. Yeah, and now right, we're in right. a more socially conscious time where people are like, no, no overtime is acceptable, which is ridiculous. Obviously, it should be. It could, it, you know, as long as you're paid for it and you choose to do it, you don't feel any pressure that you have to. But I will say, every big, every big creation industry has some crunch, and I think that that's one thing we have to look at is like, what do we want to remove from a company and their ability to make something? fixed in the last month of release like do we want us do we want to say you just can't release it because then you have all this other money that's tied up that could also fuck up the 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 title itself hey shut up sorry about that i just had to fuck hang on one second i'm gonna pause you do do what you gotta do i got this i got this all right so crunch time oh he's back already sorry about that i just i just had to lean out and be like shut the fuck i have no clue what they're barking um but yeah i i think that it sucks i think that we should obviously unionize what have you if if that works out you also have to look at unionizing can cause work to go to other nations which you don't want because you don't want those people to have no jobs because unions you know charge too much and a company says fuck it we're not gonna we're not gonna be okay, doing see, you know work in america i don't know yeah so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there but i think overall we just got to this weird point to where even when i was younger it was like yeah i worked 70 hours this week and it was considered it was considered your choice, like but it was American also, cons- yeah, it was like, I worked hard and I'm going to play hard and I still do that. I get why other people don't want to. Um, but I think that 
this is something that we celebrated. And some of these companies like Rockstar have not made the connection that we've that everybody's changed. So like they're the old man on the you know on the in the yard gotcha. saying you know get off my yard because they they're like Sony and how they handle PR. They're old style. They're old school. And they don't they have not made the switch. They they so what he said he was proud because he's old school and it needs to change. Like that part needs to like you're old school. That doesn't mean that you get a pass. It right. means if somebody reminds you, hey bitch, you can't make your people work ninety hours. Then you say that's the thing right now. That's the way the world's going. We absolutely can't, and you have to switch. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfectly said, man. Yeah, I I don't know what else I could tack on to that to tell you the truth. Because isn't it crazy though that they work that like you and I, especially some weeks. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like I don't think even people would believe me unless they're in my Discord and they see me always on or something. Um, those guys are doing that for the last six to nine months yeah. in, in, on one game. That's insane, dude. Unless that's your thing, which I think is very rare. You have your John Carmax and you know a couple, right. a couple big old-style programmers. I think most people, there's a psychological break that's going to happen, which I don't know if you heard this. Fat Shark said it on my podcast, and then there was a Game of Sutra article that stated that they're having a hard time finding senior-level um, development leads because people are leaving the industry who have that experience. They're they're so burned out that they're like, "Fuck it," yeah, and they're I, just they're leaving. I I get it though. You know, I I remember. Uh, I'm not saying I, I am in a position like these these game development leads right, and stuff, right, right. but but. I understand burnout entirely where you go all in, you know, 70 hours a week, hardly any sleep. And in my case, pretty much just living straight out of your bedroom, not really like seeing anybody or anything. And like, I did hit a point where I was like, fuck it. I was like, I need to, I need to stop doing everything and just go out and live a normal life for a week Yeah, and, and, and reorganize my entire life. And I'm still in the process of reorganizing shit, even to this day, man. Like it's, it is a long transition that's hard to make. And, and, like you said, doing, I mean, I did, I did work those types of hours for a while just from my computer, but you know, nothing close to six to nine months where, you know, that can be severely damaging. So w what we can take away from this though, is it's great to see a game that now what will yeah. be interesting is, is, um, I want maybe like, cause Kotaku was big on like digging into like, I think 90 ish employees and, and getting tons of accounts of both positive and negative crunch right. and, and whatnot. And the choices behind that, I would love to see a journalist dig into Ubisoft and their employees and do a whole piece on like, let's see if what we're hearing about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is true, because that will propel forward the argument of this is in my opinion, the best entry in the franchise in so, so many ways. It is an excellent game. It is the biggest Assassin's Creed game. And they did it without crunch, maybe. You know, I yeah. think I think that's a, a testament. I mean, I remember that that game is intimidatingly fucking big, man. And yeah. if they could do that without crunch, that's great management. That's that I mean, I'm not saying it was stress free. We should we should clarify that just because there was yeah, no crunch. Yeah, stress free and this and no yeah. crunch being totally different. Yeah, things. you know, that there was still a lot of hard work put in, but and maybe by by crunch, we we got to get into some of the finer details. Does that mean some people selectively worked overtime? They're like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, right. that type of stuff. And win, right? Because uh, the big thing is whenever you hear somebody say they don't or do do crunch, you have to look at their title first. 
And then you have to look at the time span because QA is going to have some crunch at the end. Yeah. Like that's, and I've worked that. So I know that that's where people, like if you're working for a company and they will throw money at you, like they'll be like, all right, you know, work as much overtime as you want because just like a video or a YouTube channel, you can create content every minute of every day and still have more that you could create if you had 25 hours in a 24 hour period. The thing about video games is the exact same thing occurs. You could have somebody polishing and you could have another person polishing and another person polishing and you could still put more in and still get something out of it. Right. And I think that just that's really the out. big problem. Yeah, it's never ending. And that's what eats everybody up. It's never ending. So the higher ups are like, it's never ending. We need to do it. We need to get as many as possible. And then the people who are working on it are like, it is never ending. We need to do it. And everybody gets in this bicycle race of who it's can work really the hardest very true. and people quit. And it, it, exactly, because no one knows when the cutoff's like, okay, let's stop working exactly. on this. Let's do something fresh or, hey, th this Wins is Wins enough, enough. Exactly, because that's something I've learned, which is like, okay, I, I keep relating to myself, but I'm just trying to provide examples because I know game, game development's hard to get. Not a lot of us are game devs. Not a lot of us are inserted in the industry or not a lot of us had the experience you've had. So that's why I keep pointing like back to myself with something more simplistic like video creation. Like, when's a cutoff time? Where I, I look at it as, okay, the beta for Fallout. Like, normally that's the time, like, go in. You know, you got to go hard and, and create a ton of fucking content because, you know, it, you know this is what's going to make you a lot of money and lots of subs and stuff. And for me, it's like, but you know what? Like, sometimes I need to cut it off. Like, okay, I, I, I made some videos. I could pump out another, you know, I could, I could sit at my computer for another 20 hours and pump out like I did last year and pump out another fucking four videos and, and be ready to rock and roll. But right. there is a personal sacrifice, a, an emotional sacrifice that just breaks you literally. Like you are a broken human and it's not a good feeling. And so you have to you know, it's different where you work for a company. Management has to be like, all right, cut yeah, off. true. Enough. Right. But um, I think there comes a, a point where there could be a choice. Like, if there is the choice to do a cutoff um, for folks, I, I you know, if you work for yourself too, which which there are a lot of freelancers, right? You can always do a lot of freelance arting or artists, Jesus. Um, you can always do a lot of freelance writing. When's the cutoff, right? It's like you got to control the cutoff? that. I mean, I don't, ha I don't think there's anything wrong with you equating it because uh, to yourself because I'm going to tell you right now, there is no end to a single video if you want to edit it to make it a masterpiece. Yeah. You can quite literally edit that for six years, and it could be a 15-minute review because you're like, I'm a little unhappy with this wording, a little unhappy with this color grading, I'm a little unhappy. And so to me, that it's a very good example. Additionally, it's funny enough, but a developer just posted on Twitch yesterday. He said, I don't think people understand that a good number of developers do not know programming at all. And they may be doing a different part of the game that doesn't require programming. It requires scripting, which many people consider different. Or it requires, you know, narrative. Are they still a developer? Or are they a writer? Well, with internally, they might, be, they might be considered one or the other, what have you. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is these guys and what they're doing matters too. Like, what are they doing in there? If, and I think that when you look at, especially when you look at Crunch and you look at Ubisoft, I think you I think you also get that they're just a massive company too. And the that. reason why they may not have had crunch, not to boost them, but actually to point at it and go, Yeah, like you said, you gotta wonder why they said it. Because if you look at Syndicate, that was the last game that development house made. And they made Syndicate and now they've made Odyssey.
So that means during Origins release, they were creating a game. Ubisoft might have just mastered that, right? Sony Sony understands polishing. How to start? They the know framework. how to do it. Okay. They may, yeah, they may gotcha. just know how to set up a framework to where their their crunch isn't ridiculous. Like, it, it may be there, and I'm sure it's there. It's there at some. There point. has to be some type of heightened. There has to be imagine, something. Like, okay, we're mm-hmm. we're a month out, right? Like you, you think. even if it's managers, just 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 making. For example, I don't know if you've ever had to manage people, but when you have to manage people, I if you not. want to give them more time off. You have to do more management because you have to look at schedules. So what if the managers, It's maybe it's just them who are going, okay, we don't want them to crunch, which then requires us to work more, to schedule it correctly, to track things. So there's this, there's this teeter, uh, teeter-totter. But I do believe that because they did Syndicate last, people always say, man, Assassin's Creed, you can tell it was rushed because it was the next year and they released one, and you're like, bitch, it was a different development house, completely different development house that made Odyssey. And once you start to understand that, maybe you can point at that and go, "That's that might be why they didn't have to Good crunch point. it. Because they had three and a half years or something. Yeah. Then Syndicate, three years, maybe. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. So I guess to get out, you got to invest in, right? That seems yeah. to be it. Right. And so those bunches of studios, and it makes you wonder when you see, I guess, I guess the first company that comes to mind, correct me if there's any others, but like Bethesda Game Studios has opened four studios in the last year. Probably because they are working on so much shit that they would yeah. have to start crunching for like Fallout, you know, when, right. that, when that drops. But now no one has to really work overtime. Hopefully. Also, Hopefully. also Maddie, you'll also have to wonder if, if this starts to roll forward, does development change a little bit so that maybe we get games, they're still big, but maybe they're not massive, but you don't have to fire everybody the day you release your game, which yeah. is happening all the fucking time. Yeah. All the, every day we wake up, and what do they say? So-and-so released a game, and then you're fucking the next day, those people are laid off. 30% to 50% yep. are laid off. So maybe crunch time feeds into that in a way where everybody crunches to get to a certain point, and then when they're done, there's that downtime, and everybody says, we can't pay for you. But instead, you look at DLC. And you start saying, we're not going to crunch to inject this special fucking gun in our game. But what we will do is we will have some DLC or an expansion in a year, which allows for the people who are working to continue fucking working. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the difference between crunch time and not having a job, I bet you, Maddie, there are people who are like, I'm working crunch time because I may not have a job and I need that money. Well, that was and the that right there is unhealthy yeah. already. I've heard I've heard uh, a lot of people say that a lot of the crunch time would service because it was almost like uh, we have so many people clamoring to work here. So pretty much you can work exactly. crunch, but if you don't, or you don't have yeah. to, but if you don't, I mean, there's this guy right here who he'll yep. gla- he'll gladly do it, and then you're like, oh fuck, I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things involved in the discussion. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Like it sounds like it's like, oh, we shouldn't, which you shouldn't. But I mean, it, it sounds there, like it's yeah. just a quick fix. Just don't do it. And then you're like, well, okay, games themselves in development would have to slightly change, and will slight, and will continue to change. I think. Yeah. Uh, just sort absolutely. Of get to that. Well, that is a healthy discussion right there, and that's all we've got. How many hours are we this in? week? We are. How, how long hour, we go? Hour twenty three. Not too bad. Oh, okay, not bad. Not too bad at all. What are you going to do this weekend? Anything cool? This weekend, I am playing... Uh, my girlfriend's obsessed with Hero Academy, so she wants to play the game. Oh. So tonight, as we record this show, I am going to go straight to her place, bring the PlayStation 4, and show her 
all of that game because she she's really excited about it. Um, That's very cool. Then tomorrow, Saturday, which once again show will be up unless you're a patron. Um, gonna be playing Red Dead. Um, I got I got some martial arts and I got hockey at night, but and, and the Fallout beta. But I am absolutely squeezing in Red Dead. That is, cool, cool. I am going to be playing a lot of video games, and then Sunday, uh, football in the Fallout beta. You know, it's just gonna I'm gonna be probably streaming a decent amount of time this weekend when I think about it, but we'll see. What about you? Cool. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, I, yeah. I've got that for review, so that's thirtieth and. Um, I, like I told you last time, I'm actually a little bit more excited about that than almost any other game this winter. You mm-hmm. know, there's Hitman 2, and they, they're doing some really cool stuff with that. But, yeah, Call of Cthulhu is probably I'm very most of my weekend. Yeah. yeah, And I, I will probably, I'm actually thinking, to, I'm sort of deciding if I want to double up. We talked about this prior to the podcast, starting, but I'm thinking I might want to double up between YouTube and Twitch. So what I may start doing is doing that review. Mm-hmm. And then if the embargo isn't 4 a.m., 7 for you, 7 a.m. for you, 4 a.m. Yeah. for If it's not some ungodly embargo, I may stream, you know, a couple hours of that first part of the game, too, to sort of catch both people. Because some people, you know, don't want to watch a review or don't care, but they want to sort of experience some of the game, and they may not get that from a review. <clears throat> yeah. um, but that game in particular is, yeah, man. God, was such a big call. I'm excited to hear your fan. thoughts on it. I really am, because, like, you know, th- those are the games that get tacked onto the Christmas list. Like, oh, that's one exactly. I missed. And right. then you just bang, throw it up on there. So, yeah, that would yeah. be cool. That would be cool. Uh, hashtag for the week. Hmm. Hashtag. I'm writing down on the paper to th- see if I think of anything. Hashtag. Hashtag. Doggos. Get a, get a, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say hashtag get a switch. <laughs> Yo, no, that's a good hashtag. Fucking do that. Hashtag yeah, do get hashtag a get a switch, man. All right. That's uh, that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got this deep into the show, let us know on Twitter at Jeremy Penter at GT7Status. Hashtag get a switch. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>